0: This is Damon Udaček, and this is the Ideal Money Life Podcast. This is my journey to build a business from zero to $1 million in 12 months. I'm going to experience a lot in the next 12 months. I'm super excited about the journey. I can't wait to share my failures, my successes, and everything in between. Alright, let's do this. Good morning, this is Damon and I am ready for my day to get going. And I started to I got the audiobook of Seth Godin yesterday. The the audiobook is This Is Marking. And I've always really been a big fan of the words that, that Seth shares. He, it just falls in line with a lot of the way I think about marketing. And he's actually influenced my, my thoughts on marketing quite a bit. He wrote a book called The Purple Cow. Uh, which was one of the first marketing books i ever read. Uh, This book, This is Marketing, just came out in the last year. And he talks about... Marketing is about creating change in our own little world. And... What we're trying to do with marketing is make an improvement. And there was an interesting quote that I hadn't heard before. He is. The best way to complain is to make an improvement. And I was like, wow, that, that's that's tremendous. Um, and he also talks about. And I don't know if he, what the words, exact words were that he used. But when I, fundamentally, we're trying to, to improve things. And we're working to change things in people's lives. And so it's marketing is a process of helping change minds on things that matter. Because people get these beliefs in their mind because that's what they've that's the best solution they've come up with. And so we we have to work with them to show that there's a better way. And the approach that of marketing that, that Seth talks about is finding a solution and then helping people make that solution in place. In fact there was one thing where he says it would be stupid to take a key and around and go find a lock. And so that's there's there's another quote out there, and I have no idea who said it. It was like, when you have a hammer, do you think everything's a nail? And so when you when you got a solution that you become really good at providing. You you start to view everything from the lens of I've got this hammer and if I take and pound my way around everything I'll be breaking you know I'll be um, breaking everything down with a nail and the approach that he says is okay go out there and find the locks and then make a key to open up that lock. And by doing that, we're providing value in the world because we're unlocking potential in people. And we're transforming their lives in some way. And um, that's the approach is to find out what we can do to improve things. And then then we create a story around that that is going to be compelling for people. That's going to say, okay, well, Yeah, I'll take the risk. I'll trade my money for this solution. And I'm going to trust you that what you're providing will help me. And so if we build our businesses around a serving mentality and how we can improve the lives of our customers... Then we're doing a real good in the market. And then we're, we're making a huge difference. And just think about that from this position. Then the, the amount of money we make is correlated with the amount of people we're helping. And there's a certain amount of purpose in our lives that we get, and we get rewarded financially for serving those people that we're helping. He further talks in the book about finding a small population to serve. In fact, um, getting the smallest population pop possible And I, I, I broached this subject a bit yesterday with with getting a niche. And the value of finding a niche is that when we have a niche, we can become focused in what we're doing for that population of people. And I think... Seth talks about some kind of dye that is permanent. That when you put some of the dye in a swimming pool, it'll turn everything this bright purple in the swimming pool. However, if we go out and put that salmon Mountain dye into an ocean... Nothing will happen. The ocean is just so big and so broad that that same amount of dye will do nothing. And I want to tell you, this is something that I did for more than 10 years with my business. I just said, I'm going to help small business owners. Well, there's hundreds, I don't know, hundreds, but tens of there's millions of small businesses in the country. And what one person says is a small business is is not a small business and vice versa. And there's different ways to help different sized businesses, even when they're called quote on small, small, small businesses. And so it's important to get to this niche because by getting to that niche, we can actually do more good and serve our people better because we can get a standard way of helping these people. And then we also become the, the expert. Uh, now, I'm going to share an example from Mike It's that he shared with me is when you look at physicians, medical doctors, the generalist or the generalist physician really does not make a lot of money. Uh, He is a specialist. He's not a specialist. He is providing. And he also has to have a broad range of knowledge. And so he's going to continually update himself on all these different ways. And then if the Zika virus comes out, he's got to become aware of the Zika virus. And then the other thing is when that physician is looking to get more patients, he's pretty much limited by the population that's going to be 15 minutes away from his office. If I'm in North Carolina, I'm not flying to California to, I'm not flying to California to see a primary care physician. However, now you take a specialist, let's say a cardiologist, he becomes super knowledgeable about a very narrow thing called the heart. And he learns every single thing he can know about the heart. And he, he becomes a, a fantastic heart surgeon and cardiologist. And he becomes an expert when it comes to hearts. Now, And because he's taken that approach, he also becomes world-class at providing the service, you know, medical services around the heart. And now you're in a situation where if I have heart troubles, I'm not going to go to my primary care physician to solve that problem. I'm going to get a referral to a cardiologist. And if I find that the cardiologist is not doing the best job, I'm going to start to research and find the best in the country. And then I will be willing to fly across country. Now, when we look at the amount of earnings that the cardiologist makes, the specialist makes compared to the general physician, the cardiologist makes a lot more money. and this this isn't to say that one is better than the other it's just a different model and and i remember s- listening to someone say is you know i think this was when i was first starting the accounting practice someone said me someone said the world doesn't need another accountant. we've already got enough and so in order to have value in the marketplace you have to be willing to do something different. You have to be different. And you have to serve a your population of customers in a different way than everyone else is doing. And when I first started out, I I had my own approach, but quite frankly, I was brand new and I had to find some way to make myself unique. And I think one of the ways I made myself unique is I did um, networking events that no other accountant or CPA showed up with. And quite frankly, there probably was a reason they weren't showing up To those events because those events were bringing low earning businesses to them i will tell you that i was going after a general population i wasn't going after a niche market and i was going after a niche market that was making it was not making a lot of money and therefore, there wasn't a lot of money to be able to pay me. Um, and ha- not having customers that that do not pay is do not have money to pay you is not a good customer to have. So, and, and I and I and I had a conversation a number of weeks ago with a, a colleague of mine and she's like, she was like, you know what? I I have a I've got I wanna help this population of community. Um that, you know, I I've had this experience in my life and there's these women out there that get into bad situations with relationships. And I want to be able to help these people. And so a lot of these peop- these women may have gone into um, some kind of go-between um, living situation where they were able to get away from the bad situation. And, and, I, and, I, was, and I made the comment to her, I was like, okay, well, that's wonderful do these women have a way to pay you? And the answer was no. And so from a business model standpoint, helping that population of people is going to be a hard way to build a business because they don't have money to pay you. Now, if you still want to help that population of people, there are ways that you can help them. You can donate money to them and, or um, you could start up a charity. But quite frankly, I think the world doesn't need another charity out there. Um, there are enough charities out there. So the, the better course probably is to find a, a, an existing charity that is doing the work that you want to support. And so as so the the big question with your business is finding the right customers. Once you find the right customers, the marketing marketing equation becomes 10 times easier. It's a lot easier to market once you have identified very distinctly and clearly who that customer is that you want to serve. All right, so with that, I'm going to end because I am at the office. All right, it's the end of my day and um, I'm glad it's also the end of the week. Um, I get to take the day off tomorrow and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, it was a it's I put everything I had into this week uh, so I was happy about that. I, I woke up this morning about two o'clock in the morning. I don't know exactly what happened, but I had this cramp in the middle of my left calf and it was just a, sh- a shooting pain. And it woke me up and I was like, Oh my goodness. Um, and I kind of massaged the calf a little bit more. And finally I was able to, um, get the pain to go away. Um, However, in the process of getting the pain to go away, I got my tiredness to go away too. And I was wide awake. And being wide awake, I was like, well, um, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and head in and head into work. So it was um, an early start for me. And I think uh, it it worked out well. One of the things that is beautiful about getting up early is there are zero interruptions. I mean, zero. It's like a beautiful thing. And I can get a ton accomplished in those early morning hours. Um, So in any event, uh, I, I worked want to say until about 7, 7.30. And then um, I was just smoked. I was just like, oh, I'm tired. And then, um, so I've got this little camping mattress, air mattress, and a pillow that I have in my studio room at the office. And so uh, the other nice thing about this room is it's completely dark. Um, so I just laid down and I didn't know if I was gonna snooze off at all or not um, but I I figured if nothing else it would um, relaxing a little bit would be tremendous and um, I did doze off for a little bit and then after I was done dozing i I got up and I was just like still kind of feeling out of it and I I tried to um, go over to to get back to uh, my regular day-to-day stuff. But I just wasn't feeling it. And I had a uh, noon... I knew that I had a noon uh, coaching session, profit-first coaching session with someone at noon. Um, So I was just like, well... I'm just going to go at my own pace, you know, and things are going to get done as they get done. And so what I did is I was just like, well, right now I just kind of need to, um, I'm not going to, the the way I'm feeling right now, I've just got to, I think the best thing for me to do is just go on my, my walk. Like instead of going during lunchtime, I'm going to go, go now. Uh, so I went down to my normal uh, walking greenway spot and uh, went for about a half hour walk, and it was lovely. I tell you the um, the weather was just nice and right. Uh, it wasn't as warm as it normally is during lunchtime, uh, and uh, it was nice and pleasant, uh, beautiful light, light blue skies, almost a white sky with, um, some puffy, not even that many stars and not stars, but, uh, clouds in the sky, pretty much clear, clear skies. And so, um, I went for this walk and I got back and then, um, I ended up feeling better. And I figured I would feel better by just getting my heart pumping and all that other stuff, and then, I uh, progressed on to my day, and however, I wasn't feeling back to, to normal, um, but it was about lunch time, and so I, I w- went ahead and got lunch, and just, uh, figured that it was going to be a slower day, and, uh, uh, and that's just the way it was, uh, so as I was doing that, um, then I got done talking, um, with uh, doing my profit first coaching session, and there were some things that I kind of figured out while I was talking with him that I knew all along, but I, I was explaining them to this this um, this this uh, coaching participant, and it gave me some ideas of different things to be able to share. And uh, I have a pretty set standard of information I share. And sometimes I go off topic on Profit First. I do talk about, um, you know, one of the things I, I, I shared with him is that, you know, I'm one of the things I'm watching is a group Profit First program. And I actually told him about it in the beginning. And he would, at the time, he felt like, you know, one a one-on-one coaching session worked out really well for him. And um, it was actually the end of the initial program that I have set up, and right now, currently, uh, about, I don't know, six, seven, no, actually, about nine months ago, um, I was working with people, and, um, I was selling, uh, um, multi-month, you know, six-month, year-long, uh, profit-first coaching engagements with, um, with people, and then, um, what I realized is I actually, one of the package was uh, essentially a three-month package where it basically helps them get set up with Profit First so we can get it up and running in their business. And kind of the conclusion I came to myself was for, well, the first thing I want to do is just help someone get set up. And for some people, that might be enough. Uh, however, for other people... um. They may want the ongoing um, coaching and consulting that comes with me me working with them. Uh, but the one thing I figured is, you know, a good, you know, short period of time, you know, would be a good way to figure out if we both work well with each other without both of us committing long term um, to continue on working. And so it, it provided for a natural um way for me to provide the service. And I know one of the things I, I did with um, one of my other um, coaching participants was um, I allowed Scope Creep to come in there and she was like, well, I'd like you to do this. I'd like you to do that. And and I caved in because I did. And, you know, I priced those services uh, separately outside of the profit first engagement that I did, but it ended up that um, that we ended, ended ended working together, and I felt really like, for me, starting out with just, you know, the first step is let's get, get you up and running, um, and then once we get past the first stage of profit first, then we'll determine what the next step is. Uh, Because it's completely likely that I'm not the right person to be working with you and we we don't have a long commitment in place. And then if we choose to move, continue to move forward, then we'll do a separate engagement at that point and there'll be separate pricing range for that. So for me, that appears to be a lot better um, arrangement now than what I had been doing before. Uh, and probably in the future, there'll be some other options that I will be doing, but I think for right now, that's a good fit for what I want to do. Um, because it's, um, like I said, it limits the, the commitment that both parties have. Um, and I have worked with some people, it's just like after three months, I'm like, I don't want to work with you anymore. (laughs) Um, so, um. It gives both of us an out to determine what the next steps are. So anyway, um, and it also allows me to be somewhat um, standardized in the way I price those services. Uh, The one thing that's going to be interesting to me is that in um, September, October, I haven't exactly chosen the date yet. I will be launching a, a group program for getting people set up on profit first. And what I will be enjoying about that program is it will um, allow me to um, do a one to many um, uh, group per- program. And there's, there's, positives. And there's, well, I'm going to say pros and cons instead of positives and negatives. Uh, one of the, you know, I've, I've done group coaching before. One of the things that I really enjoy about some of the group pro, pro programs I've been involved in is there's a, there's a benefit of observational learning. So I'm able to listen to other people as they're sharing their experiences or asking for advice about different things. And with a situation where everyone has a different perspective, there is uh, a huge benefit to the group environment for me to um, provide that um, that service. Um, and so for some people, a group works really well. Other people want one-on-one. I think what I've pretty much determined at this point is that um, about 85% of the Profit First content that I have available uh, for people can be delivered in a group format. And then there's about 10 to 15% of it that some people may not want to share publicly. It may be better for them to have a one-on-one session for me. So that's an option where if someone wants to buy that as an add-on, uh, I can make that available. Um, so the um, that's kind of my musings at this point on on what I've got planned with launching Profit First. And one thing that <laughs> it's it's interesting talking with different people and. I had shared some of my plans with um, this one uh, person at noon. And we went back to, you know, um, one of the things I've noticed sometimes when I've been doing coaching uh, with people on Profit First is there, and this has been a number of months ago, but there are different aspects of business that I got excited about. And what I found is that I found myself getting off topic. And, um, doing some coaching or some, some advice giving around things that weren't necessarily profit first related. And one of the, after one of, one of these situations where I realized, oh, wait a second, I I really went off topic on that. And I had to pull myself back a little bit and said, listen, Damon, They are hiring you to be the Profit First expert. And so what you want to do is stick with the Profit First curriculum as much as possible because that's what they're hiring for you. Now, if there's other things where, you know, there's other things I obviously have, um, I have expertise around, I'm happy to share that stuff with them. But I think that may end up being, you know, stuff where I share that um as a secondary offering. Um, and so for me, um, part of what I want to make sure that I do is I stay on topic with the profit person. And there's plenty of uh, information around that and that I can share with people. And the other thing that is super important is repetition with the Profit First stuff. And so, some people may say, well, it, it can be a little bit repetitive. But I will say that a lot of times we need to get back to basics. We've got to stay with the fundamentals of what makes a business work. And the nice thing I like about uh, doing the service of, you know, providing the coaching services with the Profit First is I can continually go back to the fundamentals of The money in the business, you know, and if the money is not there, then there is if there's not cash in the bank, then there is something fundamentally wrong with the way the business is is operating. And it could be on the revenue side where there's not enough revenue. It could be a situation where there's not enough profitable revenue. Or it could be a situation where expenses are out of line. For the company um, and so it's really going back to why is the company not working so that is pretty much where I think it makes sense for me to uh, end at this point. Uh, I'm looking forward to having a day off tomorrow. Uh, it will be a day of rest for me. And uh, we'll see how much of a day of rest it will be. Um, one of the things... Uh, I called my, my my wife right after lunch. And I was just like, I'm so tired. <laughs> and she's like, oh, how long, is longer can you do this? And, and I was like, I, I'm changing things. Um, I had uh, committed to someone else that... I'm gonna start reducing my hours um and that part part of what's happening right now is it's just a temporary fix a temporary phase, but um the one thing that um, I committed to uh, my friend Charlie was beginning with August, um, I would reduce my Sunday hours and a half and then um, by the beginning of October I would reduce my Sunday hours completely. So I've got a plan in place to and target dates to reduce those hours. And I will I'll stay stick up with that. In fact I I actually saw Charlie today and I told him, Ah Charlie, (laughs) I didn't stick to my commitment with you. I I ended up working the full day last Sunday, but um, however, I was working with training up my bookkeeper, uh, and it's, and, uh, so this Sunday, it won't be a full day. So, um, there we go. Um, well, I am just pleased as punch to have had such a great week. It was a lot of work, um, but I got, I got, I made a lot of progress and I was really happy to have made. The progress with um, with my click funnels. So one of the things I was tripped up on was um, part of what I'm going to be delivering people is in in the members area, and the member area's got some videos and it's got some resources available to me. And when I was working on that, getting the member areas, members area set up a couple of weeks ago, I ran into some some snags where I wasn't able to figure something out. And fortunately, I was able to go to a Facebook form, uh, ClickFunnels Facebook form. And I just did a a search within that form for the issue I was having. And someone told me what they did to fix the same issue. And I got it it to work for me. So I was happy to get that fixed. Um, There's just one other... Uh, fix that I need to make for my um, to have my resources available to the members who uh, get involved with my work. Uh, and I'll be working on getting that set up uh, in the next day. Uh, so, with that, I am really ending this uh, day. I, you know, I feel like I, Keep loving the talk and all that. But uh, it's the end of the podcast for this week. Have a great day. That does it for today's show. If you enjoyed the podcast, do two things for me, please. One, subscribe to the Ideal Money Life podcast. And two, tell one person about the show. This is a labor of love for me and I want to get the message to as many people as possible. Thank you for listening. Ideal Money Life podcasts are for general information purposes only and do not create a CPA, tax advisor, investment, or other professional relationship. You should consult your professional advisors before you apply anything you've learned from this podcast. Remember the wise words of Benjamin Franklin, your net worth to the world. Is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. Have a great day.